welcome to this week's edition of The Edge, the official podcast of Bass Edge Television, brought to you by our great friends at Ditchwitch. Guys, did you know Bass Edge Television is on in Canada? That's right, in Wild TV, we're on in Canada, and we're also on the Versus Network now through June of 2008. This is Outdoors Dan Young, and I've got my good friend, the host of Bass Edge Television, Aaron Martin, right alongside. And Aaron, I think we're going to talk with Rick Loomis today, you know, and I like Rick. You know why? Why? Because his brother G is huge. <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure you use a lot of his rods, don't you? Uh, I'm telling you, man. That G, he can make some some great fishing products there. I tell you. Although there is no relation, certainly as far as the information pertaining to fishing, I'm sure is compatible. So how's that, Dan? Well, that works for me. <laughs> you know, how do you know there's no relation? He just could be a distant brother. So he could be a brother from a different mother. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. I never thought about it like that. You're well, right. Well, you never know. Hey, you know, uh, Rick is actually going to talk about changing weather conditions. So, you know, who hasn't put up with that this spring? Exactly. I mean, you know, we've certainly had enough of those. So he always does a great job, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to that interview. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then we're going to have a great Inside Ed segment. We're going to learn all about some new battery technology. Yeah, you know, one of the things or questions, I should say, that has come about often concerning these new motors, uh, drive motors, are what the difference between cranking and marine cranking, or cold cranking amps and marine cranking amps. And uh, Steve does a great job on answering that. Well, that's going to be in the Inside Ed segment. And You know what, Aaron, I'm anxious to go. You ready? I am ready. By the way, are you uh, related to Steve Young? I am not, but you know what? We could be brothers from a different mother, too. You never know. There you go. Let's get this going. It's just uh, Steve Young, who's that? Quarterback. Oh, well, God, let's get in that. You know, that was like 30 years ago. Okay. Can we start the show now? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's go. All right. all right, folks, let's all head. It's all right here for you on The Edge. You're listening to The Edge, the official audio program of Bass Edge. Brought to you in part by Ditch Witches On. Experience the revolution. Oh, look here. I got one. I got one. Look here. <laughs> I mean, he whacked that football jig. The blades will dictate a lot of times the speed of the retrieve or the depth of that bait. Oh, good fish. Good fish. Did you see him come off that log? Woo, look at that son of a gun, man. That's awesome. You know, you've got to just stay active. Fishing is not easy. Oh, man, that's a toad. This is unbelievable. All right, welcome back on The Edge. Aaron Martin, this is Outdoors Dan. Hey, high water conditions, uh, we've went through it all. We've went through hail, snow, high water. Uh, last year it was drought conditions. I, you know, I don't know about you, but this is nuts. It is nuts. You know, but the great thing about it, I think, Dan, is that one of the, the items that we often look at, I think, or should look at as anglers, is it really doesn't matter what the weather uh, is doing because the fish still have to, at some point in time, they still have to eat. Uh, obviously, they still have to spawn um, because that's just what they do. So I think when, you know, as much as what we like to complain and feel sorry for ourselves and everything that's going on, you know, it's, it's kind of like you with hunting. I mean, you still have to face the conditions that you're dealt. And as yeah. long as we put that into perspective and don't let, like Jay McNamara, you know, Dr. Fish tells us, don't let all those head games uh, get to us. Uh, there are still a lot of ways to be able to go out and, and have success. And I think part of that comes with just by looking at, at stabilization of whether it be the water, um, you know, what has happened, are there any rapid changes. If there are, 
then maybe pull back out, look for on the original shoreline. If it has stabilized and the water is high, then obviously those fish will have time to adjust and, and move into the shallows. But bottom line, there's always opportunity to catch fish. Yeah, I had a gobbler last night. I mean, it's just, I've, I've shot four birds this year with my bow already, and I'm just trying to finish up Iowa for my TV show right now. And I, I had a gobbler at 20 yards to the left of the blind, and I didn't have a shot because you can only sh- the way we set up with the front windows. And I, if I would have had a flipping stick, I could have I could have <laughs> flipped it. And you got hit with a football. Jager. I mean, he was that close. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're it's just I mean, it's the first of May, and they're not even responding to calls here in, in Iowa, and it's just it's uh, I know they're it's like they're two three weeks behind. So it's been a difficult spring for everybody. Well, one of the things that you know that we are going to I've already talked with kind of our in-house biologist, uh, Bob Lusk, and I'm going to get him back on the show for to really shed some light. You know, how the, does this high water conditions and, and the changing weather, in the, in the grand scheme of things, does that have any short-term or any long-term implications on just, you know, the, the kind of the hatching, you know, bass behavior, population, things like that? Because I think there's a lot to be learned when we get to experience from one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, those are the times... Uh, that we can take that information and be prepared for if it ever happens again. Yeah. I know, you know, on Table Rock, it, it hit an all-time high, uh, never seen before in the history of the lake. When we were up at uh, Lake Patoka in Indiana, no one up there had ever seen. We couldn't even get under the bridges. Thank goodness they had, you know, nine boat ramps because we were able to move around as need be. But uh, no one really had any data to go off of or any past experience uh, because they had never fished that lake. That lake had never been that high before. Yeah, I mean the fish are still going to spawn, but instead of catching them on the on the reef or on on out there in the weeds, you try fishing the parking lot at the ramp. Exactly. You yeah, know. picnic tables, and uh, you got to buy a chainsaw to get to the bank because there's, there's <laughs> Hey, no Aaron, it's all structure. That's right. Structure. You know, whatever works. They're, Bingo. If they're, if they're spawning by the picnic table, throw a jig over there, man. That's right. I've thrown a line of off of many parking lots before. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's just not. All right, well, listen, we got a great interview for you, folks. Aaron and I need to get going to that. It is Rick Loomis. We hope you enjoy it. We'll see you on the flip side right here on The Edge. Give any type of boat the edge with MegaWare Keel Guard. It's simple to install, and we can now beach our boat anywhere. If you own a boat, you need one of these. MegaWare Keel Guard protects the keel of your boat from sand abrasion, from underwater obstructions, even concrete boat ramps. Kit started under $140, and best yet, it's guaranteed to keep on protecting for life. Thanks, MegaWare Keel Guard. Thanks, MegaWare Keel Guard. Welcome back to The Edge, brought to you in part by Ditch Witches On, establishing a new standard in trencher power and versatility. Well, welcome back to The Edge. We're sitting here today uh, close to beautiful Lake Fork, Texas in the spring, uh, down here for the uh, Texas Toyota Bass Classic, and I'm with my good friend, Rick Loomis of Loomis uh, Lodge and Guide Service. How you doing, Rick? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Well, pretty good, and, and I guess we're both lying because we're both having trouble with the allergies of this this stuff, uh, this pollen blowing around here. Actually, it's a crazy it's a crazy spring. Well, you know, and I know that that you and I were sitting on the porch last night visiting and looking up at the wind uh, rustling the old post oak trees around here and sort of shaking our heads the boys out there uh 
Uh, they got some kind of crazy weather to fish in, but boy, that's just kind of the way this year's been. Oh, exactly. You know, uh, we're here. You know, it, it's like the second or third week of April, and and uh, the major spawn should have already kind of started, and and fish should be everywhere. And uh, the last five days, everything here at Lake Fork's turned green. Sunday, we had a frost here at Lake Fork at that time, and, and that was uh, April. Yeah, the 14th or something like that. So, uh, you know, our weather has just been, it snowed uh, three weeks ago here. But we can't get out of this weather. We can't get out of this uh, cold nights. Can't get out of the wind where we're having 20 and 30 30 mile an hour winds, uh, you know, off and on every day. And, and changing direction, so it's just moving the cold water around. It's, it's kind of a crazy bite. Well, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure you are like me and a lot of other anglers were big weather channel watchers. It's been crazy all over the country. I've been talking to people. There's flooding. I've been talking to people all over the country, and it's just a, a wacky year. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, for us to have, uh, you know, snow like uh, the end of March is really crazy for Texas. I mean, I, I, normally February and March and April, you get a pretty good tan over here if you want one because, you know, six or seven, eight days out of February, you can wear shorts to fish out of. This year, since February about the 1st, I've wore shorts four days, and we're into the 16th of April. So it's it's cold. <laughs> well, you know, and that's anglers. We're, we're a bunch of creatures of habit, you know. In springtime, we get in the pre-spawn and the spawn and fish and the post-spawn. But, uh, you know, I, I think one of the problems, and, of course, with this bad weather, I've heard a lot of complaining that fishing hadn't been very good. And it, it does have some negative effects on it. And, and there's some adjustments to be made. What are what are some of the things? Okay, high water this year. We're just going through high water. How does that affect your fish here at Fork? And what do you what do you do about it? Well, you know we have we have condition here where uh, the lake level is pretty normal year round and it stays normal. We're at full pool right now, which we were six foot low last year, but now we're at full pool. But actually, what happens is is uh, once we get full pool. Uh, any kind of rain we get, which there's no river coming into Lake Fork, so it rains right here on top of us. But any rain we get, they open the gates. These fish absolutely know nothing about what's happening. So they got current going out. Right. Well, they'll lock up. They're right. just not going to bite. Yeah. And so you're going to have to go through two or three days of uh, you know letting them get the water out. And you struggle around. You can actually have, say, 25 or 30 fish a day prior to them opening the uh-huh. gates. But them gates don't open but seven or eight times a year. So when they pull water on these fish, they in Tennessee it's just the opposite. If they don't have current, they don't catch them. Here it's just the opposite for right, us. Right. If we do have current going out, these fish will not bite. Well, you know, uh, the Bass Edge crew was down last week at Caddo Lake, and uh, Aaron and Scott Suggs were shooting an episode for uh, for our 2009 season, and we had an unusually high current. And, you know, it's like a tournament guy. When we go out to shoot a show, we can't just say, no, we're not going to do this because uh, fishing's bad. So we had to adjust, and we had to go look for some parts of the lake where the current wasn't as, as big an impact. Right. What do you do? I know you have a lot of spring clients, and you can't just shut it up. How do you approach that? Well, you're exactly right. You know, we got guys coming in here every day, and uh, a guy drives from Illinois here. He don't want to hear the gates are open. I mean, he wants to go <laughs> fishing. So, so you try to offset it. You try to find places where... You know, there's a concentration of maybe more fish in an area than 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 places where you're going to pick up a fish here and pick up a fish there. So you try to put yourself in a spot where, even though I may have 20 fish in an area right here that three or four days ago I caught, maybe I can get two or three of these fish out of that many to bite again, or or, or stay in that kind of area where you know there's 
you know, more activity and more fish. Does it help to slow down smaller baits? Does any of that make any difference? You know, I don't, I don't know that that makes a big difference. Uh, I, I think that uh, you're just going to have to put it on their nose. I mean, the target deal, uh, you know, lots of, lots of our deal is like teaching our clients to, uh, to really put a bait where you need it to be. So if you're throwing, you know, four foot off a stump, that fish is probably not due to that current and due to the conditions is not going to swim out there. If there was no current, she might swim out there three or four foot to get a bait. So you got to be able to get like a bait right on a target. So I'm talking about two or three inches on a stump yeah. and get it on her nose to get her to bite. Uh, would you advise folks slowing down? And if you don't make that good cast, maybe go back in for that second cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, side. yeah. You don't, you know, even, uh, I mean, how many times have you seen it on, uh, you know, any guy, any of the pros fishing, they make five casts to a stump and fifth cast they catch a fish. So, I mean, it's just kind of the same thing. Uh, here, when you got conditions like we've had, multiple casts to uh, any piece of structure, uh, you know, lay down or, or anything like that, a uh, stump would be a right. potential bite maybe right. in your third or fourth cast. Well, tell me this, Rick. Uh, are those gates uh, open or closed right now? Hey, Steve, you know that's kind of the best word you could hear, that the gates are closed on Lake Fork? Uh-huh. That's mean you go fishing. No, that's the best words you can hear right there. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate it. All right, Steve, anytime. What a great interview by Rick Loomis. And I know what I do when that barometer starts to change. What do you do? What do I do? Well, uh, if it's if I'm fishing, I start scrambling going in to trying to figure out how to catch the fish. But yeah. no, certainly, you know, when, when that barometric pressure and, and you have those frontal systems that come in, um, you know, a lot of times if it's if it's on the, the tail end of the front, you know, fish are going to normally move in, you know, tight to cover. They're going to be a little bit more difficult. Just slow down, I mean, if they're not responding. But then again, on the leading edge of it, a lot of times I find that that really activates fish. If it's cloudy and windy, you know, pick up the, the power fishing techniques, grab the spinnerbait, grab the crankbait, and go to work on them. But it's on those bluebird sunny days, post-frontal conditions, that uh, normally I find myself really starting to slow down, downsizing baits, taking time, making sure that you're very accurate on your cast if, if there's uh, structure that's involved, and whether it be pole timber or brush, but just really taking your time. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, those GPS or the GPS or fish finder technology now, they can graph out, you know, different weather changes on there and really help you be more apt to, knowing what, where the fish are. It's amazing what the technology is doing now with those things. It, it really is. You know, you have those capabilities providing that you subscribe to that to see those conditions as they develop. The other thing is with some of the side finder technology, you know, now you can shoot basically those signals uh, sideways. You can, you can see what's over there without even having to run over it and disturb the fish. Um, so there's a lot of great things on their, I guess, radar screen, uh, pardon the pun, but uh, that, that really help anglers. And I think, you know, like Rick said, you know, he walked out of the, the door on April 14th ready for a guide trip, and, you know, snow was blowing crazy, you know, and, and how does that impact uh, the bass, but also how does that impact, you know, Florida strain bass, too, yeah. of, of what he's fishing for. Well, I tell you, the fish are always going to eat. It's just amazing how weather changes their pattern. Though. Yeah. But I think the main thing is, you know, is just realize the condition that you're in. Don't get too emotionally attached to any one thing. Fish the moment, you know, and a lot of times that requires just slowing down um, and really thinking through of, of what those fish are, are going to be doing. Yeah, but, you know, I really get attached to my creature baits. You know, Ruby has caught more fish for me, and you know why I call her Ruby, don't you? No. She's a gem. <laughs> uh, she just, I mean, if there's a fish around, it gets she gets bit. I mean, so 
so it's hard for me not to get attached. <laughs> oh, I tell you, well, you, you just never seem to amaze me. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that's right. All right, folks, we need to get out of here. The Inside Ed segment's coming up next, and what a nice, nice guy. I, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right. It is Steve Sacheray. That's right, man. Is that right? That is exactly right. I'm well, proud hey, my seventh grade education comes through. Hooked on phonics, man. All yeah, for you. So we're going to learn about batteries. Uh, we're going to learn about specifically about the difference between cold cranking amps and marine cranking amps, which is very, very important to understand uh, with this new technology that's out on these motors, because a lot of these motors require that you have a 1,000 uh, cranking amps, whether that's cold cranking amps or marine cranking amps. We're going to find out. Well, all right, folks. We're going to cycle through this. You get to listen to some commercials, and we'll be right back. I'm fired up. You've got the truck. You've got the toys. Now it's time to get the hitch that gives you more time to play with both. It's the tow and stow receiver hitch by B&W. You want options? Select the ball size, adjust the height to level the trailer, or stow it out of the way in just seconds. It's 10,000 towing pounds worth of durability, convenience, and the latest technology that has made B&W famous. The tow and stow receiver hitch by B&W. Call 1-866-BEST-HITCH. Welcome back to The Edge, the official podcast of Bass Edge. All right, welcome back to The Edge, and joining us this week for the Inside Edge edition from Superstart Batteries is Steve Sacheray. Steve, thanks so much uh, for taking time to be part of The Edge. Aaron, we're, we're glad to be here. You know, Steve, I've got to tell you, when you and I were uh, discussing uh, here not too long ago concerning our, the, the new motors and that that, that are coming in on, on the new Legend boats, uh, we were talking about batteries, obviously, because those play a major role uh, in being able to fish. And one of the things that you brought up that I did not realize, hence the reason why I wanted to have you on the show this week, is concerning this new technology that are in these motors requiring the 1,000 uh, cranking amps. But you had also stated that there is a difference between cold cranking amps and marine cranking amps. So could you kind of take off on that so that we can, you know, really get up to speed on, on what we need to be aware of when looking at batteries? Sure, Aaron. Um, what we're talking about, there are several different ratings when you're looking at uh, performance of a battery. And the first rating would be a starting efficiency rating. And generally, that rating has been what they call a cold cranking amp rating. This is a rating that kind of measures the current that must be delivered for as long as 30 seconds at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Over the years, some people have come out with a new rating. It's called MCA, or Marine Cranking Amp Rating, or even just Cranking Amp Ratings. Those two ratings are basically the same measurement, but based at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, because of what occurs in a battery, it's a chemical reaction. When it's hotter out, that chemical reaction is increased, so you don't need as much power. So, of course, if you're measuring that rating at 32 degrees, you're going to get a higher rating or a higher output. So when we're talking about, for example, the Optimax motors needing a 1,000 cranking amp battery, there is a lot of confusion out there right now that uh, a lot of people are thinking that's actually cold cranking amps. And it's not. It's what they're saying is that you need a thousand marine cranking amp battery or a thousand cranking amp battery, and that relates to 750 cold cranking amps. So um, it, it's confusing, but just be aware there are a lot of different ratings out there. Well, it was extremely confusing, and that's hence you know when I called you uh, asking that very question, 
you know, because they stress that, you know, you can potentially void the warranty and cause damage, and obviously we don't want to be doing that to these expensive, uh, you know, drive motors, but it's it, it can be very, very confusing from the standpoint of what does that equivalent out to and to make sure that, you know, you're not going to cause any damage there. Right, and I, w- I would just stress that uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts carries in their Superstart branded line of marine batteries. They have a part number 24MS that will work perfectly in the Optimax uh, outboard motors that need a 1,000 marine cranking amp batteries, or if you want to relate it to co-cranking amps, it's an 875 co-cranking amp battery. So, you know, O'Reilly Auto Parts does have the coverage in their Superstar brand. Well, and, and you just did exactly, I love simplification, part number 24MS, so that's what we know what to ask for, and I can promise you I've not only made a written note, but a mental note, uh, and, and be better prepared, you know, as, as we get those questions. One other thing is, you know, we are really here in the spring, which uh, translates into, for anglers, uh, can, can be windy conditions, changing weather, you never know what you're going to be dealt, but also that means another thing is, as far as crankbaiting. And when you're power fishing, as you well know, you've got to have the ability to depend on those batteries um, to be able to get you through your day recreationally or tournament speaking. And reserve capacity, uh, help us understand that a little bit and, and why it's important to pay attention to that when purchasing a battery. Reserve capacity is another way of rating batteries. Reserve capacity is a rating where you're pulling 25 amps off of the battery at 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And that number represents how many minutes that battery will maintain a minimum charge while pulling that 25 amp draw. For example, some of the O'Reilly batteries, like an AGM31DT, might have 190 minute reserve capacity. That means if you're pulling 25 amps off of that battery, it will last for 190 minutes. Um, and obviously, the, the more minute reserve capacity or the higher the reserve capacity you can get, the longer runtime you're going to have in those windy conditions. And does that, you know, is that changed by, let's say, if you're running a 36-volt system versus a 24-volt system on your, on your deep cycle? Yeah, it really does because uh, if you just have one battery, for example, that's running 190-minute um, reserve capacity, um, you can get twice the runtime if you can add two batteries to that and three times the runtime if you can add a third battery to that system. Um, I, I would just caution people to know that you know when you're when you're hooking two or three batteries together, um, you still don't want to run those batteries completely down. I mean there's only so many cycles they call them where you completely discharge and then recharge a battery back up. And if you can make that cycle less uh, deep or if you can make it more shallow, in other words, you pull less out of that battery and then charge it back up, you're going to get longer life out of your batteries. So, so closing uh, quickly here on as far as charging batteries immediately after use or is, is that recommended? Yes, it's always best to charge them as quickly as possible right after use and if you can put back in roughly the, the power that you pulled back out, then you're going to you know, really enjoy a longer service life out of your battery. Well, uh, Steve, great thing is that you certainly provided us with uh, two things that, that I was unaware of, and I, I thank you for doing that. But we, unfortunately, we are out of time. Is there uh, a way that our listeners can, you know, find out more information or uh, get questions sent out concerning the Superstar batteries? 
Yeah, there's a couple different ways, Aaron. Uh, you can send your questions directly to the Bass Edge website, and they will direct your answers. Or you could go to your closest O'Reilly Auto Parts store or go to O'ReillyAuto.com and uh, search for the information that you're looking for. Man, Steve, I can't thank you enough. Uh, wealth of information and look forward to next time. Thank you, Aaron. When I'm fishing in a tournament, time is critical. I need fast, easy access to my lures. My Cook's Go-To Tackle System keeps my bait organized, tangle-free, and within easy reach. It installs in minutes under any deck lid, maximizing the storage space in my boat. And its durable construction lasts even through the harshest conditions. Get organized with Cook's Tackle System by calling 1-888-390-8780 or online at cooksgoto.com. Welcome back to The Edge. We are getting ready to get out of here, but before we do, we need to just say thanks to Steve for a great interview. And uh, you know what? He's right about those, especially deep cycles. You've got to have something that's going to take the abuse of being out on that water every day. That's right. And, you know, we are, uh, one of the things that he didn't spend a tremendous amount of time on, but he did touch on it briefly, was the fact that, you know, we're at that time of year to where crankbait season, you got the spring winds and uh, normally starting to get rougher out on the lake. Make sure that those batteries, that you've got the right batteries uh, for the application. You keep a good charge on them because the last thing that you want to happen is uh, all of a sudden you flip that uh, switch on the trolling motor and you don't have the power to go where you need to. Yeah. How many times have you been out on the lake? I know this has happened to me that I can think of at least three. When you've been out in the middle of the lake and you flip it and nothing and you go to crank the, the motor nothing and you got to paddle back in. Or wave or frantically scream for help for a tow. Yeah, I, I have been towed in before. Uh, yeah. The good thing is I can say that since we've switched over to the those AGM, those Superstar AGM batteries, uh, as long as I remember to charge them, <laughs> I'm in great shape. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that is not a good feeling. No, Especially if you're out there night fishing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, always take a bunch of Snicker bars. Uh, Aaron, write them a bill for advertising. But Snickers will get you through the night, folks. That's Trust right. me, I speak from so experience. Are you scared of the dark? I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in on the dark all the time. All right, folks, we need to get out of here. But before we do, we would like you to send in a listener email question to prostaff at bassedge.com. And don't forget to please put all your contact information on there because if we put it on the newsletter or the website or Aaron is kind enough to answer it here on uh, the podcast, you're going to get some neat stuff, and we've got to be able to get a hold of you. That's right, because you don't want all of that information, uh, or all those prizes, I should say, going into Dan's pile. So. Yeah, well, that ain't happening, <laughs> so trust me, folks. He's just pulling your leg on that one. Hey, thanks to all the iTunes subscribers for uh, pulling us up on iTunes, and thank you very much for the kind words and the ratings, and I'm glad that we're doing as best job as we can, and you know, if there's something else we need to do, please let us know, and we'll try and do better. Yeah, you going to say anything at all, Aaron? Uh, actually, I was just appreciating your comment that we always try to do better. Cause well, you, we always you have try to do the, better, have but we need all the help we can get. But, no, you're, you're exactly right. Just a reminder, we will be at the Bama Jam uh, June 5th through the 7th. Have the opportunity to join us down there. Make sure you sign up for the e-newsletter. Free uh, tickets. Free tickets, yeah, free tickets for the Bama Jam. Sign up for the e-newsletter because that is how you will stay up to date on what's going on in the Bass Edge community. Yeah, now what's going on on TV next week? Um, on TV, we are, I believe, uh, we will be with um, Travis Ruley, I think, on Table Up. Well, there you go. Boy, that's a long drive for you. Yeah. You poor guy. <laughs> you might even get to, 
You know what? You'll probably go out and start the show in your little Scooby-Doo slippers. That's right. That's yeah, right. he loves them when he's home, folks, I tell you. That's going to do it for this week. As always, make sure you go to BassEdge.com. Don't forget the BassEdge.com store is open for you. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Ardent Reels. What was those spinnerbaits, Aaron? True Track by Lionel Hollingsworth. We received some great comments already back on those, so uh, hats off to Lionel. Too. Oh, there you go. A lot of great stuff for you. All for you at BassEdge.com. This is going to wrap up for this week. This is Outdoor Stan. This is Mr. Aaron Martin. We will see you next time here on The Edge. Bass Edge would like to thank the following sponsors who make the Edge audio program possible. Ditch Witch, Mother's Waxes and Polishes, V&W Trailer Hitches, Megaware Keel Guard, Cooks Tackle Management Systems, Ardent Rule the Water, Legend Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Superstar Batteries, and the Clarks Hill Partnership of Georgia. For more information on Bass Edge, including our television show, training materials, e-newsletter, and podcast, please visit www.bassedge.com. Be sure to join us next week on The Edge.